So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little bit. Ryan Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Tucker. Jones, another steal. Spin off Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isomone. Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. He's going to make it here. This episode of Cam's Corner is brought to you by Simply Nutrition, located in Johnston, Rhode Island. At checkout, use code CAM for 20% off any shake and tea combo. Simply Nutrition, we're more than just shakes. All right, we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Today, joining me back, a former guest, Justin Missoula, who's now a graduate assistant coach for the men's basketball team at the University of Rhode Island. Justin, how have you been, man? How's it been since uh, the last time we talked? Uh, well, a lot of great things have happened since the last time we talked. Um, we made it to the NCAA tournament, uh, Vermont UVM men's basketball. We made it to the NCAA tournament, and we, we won a championship. So um, in the eyes of my career, I think that's pretty good, and uh, that's what happened since the last time we spoke. And I also got this uh, new uh, position at URI as a graduate assistant. So two good things that have happened thus far. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of stuff to talk about, most definitely. But before we jump into like the coaching questions and stuff like that, I wanted to ask you um, a little bit more again about the match, uh, March Madness tournaments and things like that. Um, after the successful season you guys had winning the championship and stuff, um, just kind of explain, you know, reflect off of that, like how that March Madness experience was for you and your teammates as well. I mean, it was a it was a great team to do with. We were a really successful clicking team. Um, unfortunately, we had one loss in in conference. Uh, that was due to not having our point guard nor our our big man Ryan Davis and and Finn Sullivan, which was pretty tough. Uh, that happened down at Hartford, uh, Hartford. But I I mean, winning. When we went into the playoffs, we won every game by about 25-plus. So winning the championship, it was a lot to me and a lot to our team. It just had a different feeling around it. It felt like we we weren't done. And we kept that same energy going to the NCAA. Um, unfortunately, we came up short. But, I mean, we, we competed to the end. But uh, just overall, our team, it was a great team to be a part of. One of the best teams I've ever been a part of and I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss Vermont. Oh yeah for sure. I mean like we said that season was historic for you as your career. That's probably like one of like your most memorable seasons as well, like playing as a college athlete. Um you know again just on the season as a whole just reflect on it like uh that championship team like what that game was like for you and like your emotions going through it as well. So I mean the emotions in the championship game there was a lot of emotions. I mean for me personally for my career um and, and and based on my career, I mean, from viewers from last time, it, they understood they understand my career. But for the for new viewers, um, I went I went to George Washington first, and and I mean, it was it wasn't the place for me. We didn't have great seasons, um, and we had some some difficulties as programs. Uh, 
and then we lost our first coach and then we got another coach and then had another had more difficulties but then um just gotta keep I kept plugging along um and then and then I ended up in a great spot at Vermont um which I mean it was the best decision I've ever made and and everything happens for a reason and luckily I got to finish off at Vermont but the emotions in the championship game stemmed from my perseverance and from my career overall. Um, and a lot had to do obviously with, with my dad not being there and able to see me have that success in person. He obviously sees that um, from up above, but just the, the overall, like my family travels a lot. So, to, and, and I don't really get to see my brother as often either, but for him to be at the game with his family, um, my family with my sister, my nephew, uh, Giabella, my niece, but for all of us to be centrally located and then all come together in, in, in Vermont for my championship game um, was, was pretty surreal. And, and, and that was the first time I've ever had true success in college basketball. And for all that just to happen all, all at once, it, it was, it was amazing feeling. And, there's a picture of me and Coach Becker because I look at Coach Becker like a father figure at, at um, UVM. And there's a picture of me leaving the court and hugging him because like all that I've been through and all that he has helped me from where I was when I first entered Vermont to where I was able to to get to as a college basketball player. I think um, just all of that walking off the floor hit at once. And, and it was a really um, amazing experience. Yeah, that's so cool to hear. And that's so cool that your family, again, like you said, they were able to see uh, that championship game and travel to the games that you were in Rhode Island, like uh, like Brown um, and PC. Um, I was able to catch those games as well. I was going to, the perfect way to segue into that would be like, um, explain like how it was, to, again, to play in front of your family throughout those games before that championship game, again, like at Brown um, and at PC as well. Uh, I mean, it, it for my family that was a close trip so i really right. don't give i don't really don't give them much credit on that one i would hope they can show up 10 minutes down the road mm. um but i i mean just family and friends and and support people i mean um you being at the game a lot of people from johnston being at the game a lot of people that knew my dad being at the game i mean it just goes to show the type of uh, community that we have in, in Johnston, but not only in Johnston, in, in Rhode Island, for those who get out, branch out, and have success in their own ways. I think ha being able, and that's a lot to do with Coach Becker and the coaching staff, they allowed us to play in Rhode Island, and Coach Cooley uh, allowing us to play him, his team. Um, just just uh, is nice to see a lot of, a lot of faces come to support you on different stages in your career. So being from ranging from high school, when I had a lot of people supporting me at the Ryan center and then in the dunk just is, is really cool. Yeah. So as a season as a whole, what would you say it was your most, maybe like your most memorable game? I mean, obviously we talked about that championship game uh, a lot in these past few questions, but something, a game that always has stuck with you throughout this past year and maybe like one of your most like favorite games you played in. If you have, if you have one, I mean, well, I I mean I, I I have one because I playing in the Patrick in the Patrick gym is pretty is really intense. Like mm -hmm. our fans, every game are on their feet, clapping, having fun. Um, but I mean, every game was just 
amazing. And that sounds like cliche. Yeah. When you have, when you have the success that we were having, we were like ranked like top five efficiency offenses, like close to the end of the year. Uh, we were just rolling steaming teams by, by 20, 15 plus. I mean, it is a lot of pressure when you're when you're in that moment and it's it's like oh man we 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 can't lose but at the same time we're like damn we're just having fun we're we're just getting started and mm. and to continuously build on that every every uh game was pretty wasn't that fun in the moment but mm. it is fun looking back on it now in the moment we obviously practiced hard every single day like um didn't want to get complacent. Didn't want to get comfortable. There's no like, we didn't want to do any of that. So it was hard to really enjoy it. But after, after it was was pretty cool. No, yeah, for sure. And you know, talking to a lot of college athletes and knowing a lot of college athletes, like personally, that's what they say. Like, you know, it's it's the adrenaline rush. It's not so like uh, the game itself. But once, like you just said, once you look back at everything you accomplished and everything that your team went through and things like that, that's like the that's like the coolest thing to look back on and like the most memorable, I guess, like I said in the, in the question, but um, it's in order to kind of transition into like now coaching at URI, um, you know, after losing March Madness, like your first or your last official collegiate game, um, you know, what was going through your head? What was uh, the mindset like um, transitioning into your career now that you want to stick with playing basketball or was it like, you know, you like, you knew you wanted to be a coach. Well, my number one goal um in life is is to be a successful is to be a successful coach whether that can be in the ncaa successful head coach whether that be in the ncaa college or nba i kind of I, I do like nba a lot um basketball but uh despite that uh i mean there was a lot i just when playing overseas you get a great experience and at some point in your career uh being realistic it will help you um, so it was realistic that I wasn't going to make it to the NBA. Um, I was a little too short on that one. So playing overseas was real. It was an option as well, but I had to stem. I had to look at what my number one goal in life was, and that was to be a successful head coach. So I rather have invested my time and do the dirty work while I'm younger than to venture off and play overseas and then wait until I'm 20. 526 to start that dirty work um so that's just what my process and mindset was after the season right and having someone again as close as you are with your brother and uh, joey who's with the celtics like what uh has he taught you like before you even have before you even have coached your first official game like what's he been telling you and uh what's he been putting in your ear uh we're we're a family of uh very short words and short phrases so He's just saying you just gotta continue to work hard and work hard and and and, and learn. Um, those I'm there's not much that he can necessarily provide. We'll talk accident and O's and and basketball and um stuff like that. But the being in the NBA, their game is a, relatively a little bit different than than uh, college. But just learning, continue to learn, to continue to work hard is mainly the stuff he preaches. He's pretty busy, so it's it's tough to really get a lot out of him when, when we have conversations because you don't want to, like, have it with basketball. Yeah, most definitely want to cherish that time with him once you, you can be with him and stuff like that. But um, how did – so how did that job opportunity uh, of URI, like, come to you? Like, 
um, clarify to me, like, what is like a graduate assistant? Is it different than like a regular assistant coach? Or is it like, like, how does that, well, one, how did that come to you? And two, like, what is the true meaning of that? So after I was, after I got done playing, I started to contact different coaches around and, and, and see how I can get usually to break it down of like the hierarchy type of systematic thing in, in basketball, you usually start off at like a graduate graduate assistant position, work your way up, player development, assistant coach, head coach, so so on, so on. Director of operations is in there as well. Um, so there's there's levels to work your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I was sitting in my kitchen one day with uh, Robin Duncan and Finn Sullivan, and and I'm stressing, not stressing, but I'm just like, where am I gonna go? What situation fits me? all this stuff, different schools. And uh, I got a call from, uh, his name is Ben Sander. He's our chief of staff over at URI. Um, and it was just a call, a call from, call from God. Just like, he was like, hey, we have this position. We we know your success and in, in your positioning in, in Rhode Island basketball and, and what you carry with, with your name in the state. Um, would you, like come come into work under coach miller and i mean to work under coach miller is just a no-brainer um so it went like that and we spoke and and i went in for an interview and 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 i got the job now to segue into what a graduate assistant does a graduate assistant goes to school full-time to get their master's and also you are an assistant to the assistant coaches and whatever the program needs. Now that can, that ranges from rebounding for players, working players out, uh, watching tons of film to help the assistants and whoever needs help with film, um, coding, helping with recruiting videos. Um, it's just a, an extra hand, an extra hand in the office. Um, and that's, we get, and that's, so you're based your your assistant coach. However, you also are going to school at the same time. So you're going to URI right now as well to get your master's. For my master's, yeah. So how is that like? How many more years until you receive your master? Is like is that like it's one more year? Two year. It's a it's a two year program. Okay, so like you said, like you assist with um whatever the coaching staff wants you to help with. So right now, um you know throughout the off season as the season approaches, the schedule hasn't even been out yet. But what's been your main focus really around these players uh, at URI? So it's very important that I continue to relay the message and be kind of the middleman from the coaches to the players. Mm-hmm. So not getting, I'm not a player anymore. So not getting as close as a player, but also being a support staff and a middle person for those messages and, and what we want to practice and accomplish. So as like an assistant coach would, I, I, when I step on the court, I'm constantly reminding why we're here, what do we do, the importance of what we do, and um, just things like that. And getting guys to just be better individually in their own game as well. So being the best they can be every day is something that we obviously uh, harp on. So st- from simple to complex, like or incorporating our offense and stuff like that. All right. And I know coaching is you know, ran through your family for years, you know, having your dad, Joey, like everyone around you that's been in it, like AAU programs and things like that. 
Um, has the game, like, has it yet? I mean, I know you're, you got a whole career ahead of you, but has it changed in your eyes as a coach uh, transitioning from a player? I know it's still early. Like, you're already still, like, you know, a fresh year out of college, but has it changed in any kind of perspective for you? Um, That's a good question. Um, I think since coaching has always been – I've always been around coaching. Um, I think as a player, I thought more of a coach than as a player, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like, yeah. Something so like I was like a, like a coach player. So a lot of my, a lot of my mental processes when I was playing was coaching play coach slash player oriented, which the game is going to continue to change. But I think I've, I've been able to, see and mold myself to the new changes on how that and how that were to happen so going from different systems gw system with one coach gw system with another coach then to uvm with another completely different system with coach becker i was able to to see that from a player's perspective and a coach's perspective Right. And do you feel like you've had, you're at kind of like an advantage because of like the coaching background that you've had just growing up and like the mentality that you were taught as a player? Like, do you feel like that gives you a little bit of an advantage? Of an advantage of, of, against two. As far as like um just having more knowledge about how to direct these players and how to, you know, groom them to be like the best they can be. Because like you said, like on the floor for you, like when you were playing, it was more so um one, obviously how to get your teammates better, but you were thinking like almost like a coach. So like, do you feel like that gives you more of an advantage than it would for someone that grew up in a different kind of uh, like play style per se? Yeah. Um, yes. And no, I think coach Miller did a great job of implementing graduate assistants that were former players. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, depending on the, on the coach and the system that they have, having a graduate assistant can either be a former player or cannot be a former player, but either the not former player, if that, if that person's good with like statistics, film, they bring other aspects to the game. If a former player is a graduate assistant, then it'll be easier to use what I use and what's like, I don't, I, this is where it's not, so, it's an advantage is my experience in playing. So, like I said, I'm not 100% an assistant coach. So it's not like I'm like, I don't, I, my, I don't have an advantage. I just bring something else to the table. Right. That makes sense. Like, so me and Andrew, our other graduate assistant, we have a lot of experience in college basketball. So we're able to like, be like, that move might not work because of this. So we just bring more to the table. We bring more, um, there's more lessons that we can, that we can, uh, teach, um, but I, I don't, it depends on the system. So that's why I'm not really saying an advantage because it just depends on the system that the coach has in place. You know what I mean? No, right. Yeah. You said it best too. Cause like you guys are ex players. Like if I'm not wrong, Andrew uh, was a player at, was he? Travis, he went to Butler. Butler. That's right. Okay. So um, like you said, like you guys both played at the college level, very high college level. So you have that background. And again, like just the coaching background that you've had growing up, but um, as far as like player wise, I did want to ask you about uh, Sebastian Thomas. Cause you guys are both Hendrick and alums. Um, you guys are a little bit uh, older than oh, – well, you're a little bit older than him. So I don't think you guys played together at Hendrick in uh, the same years. But um, what's it been like coaching him uh, in that URI system? You know, it kind of feels like everything, like, fell into place. Like, guys are both from Rhode Island. You guys are both, you know, working your own paths. And, you know, just elaborate a little bit on that. 
Um, yeah, so I've been working with uh Bassey for quite some time. Like I I after practice, before practice, like we get a lot of shots up, we get a lot of workouts in. I think that just clicked from me knowing his background and him knowing my background, both being under Coach Gomes. We both like have this some um, like a connection, uh, a basketball connection, but um it's pretty cool knowing that that coach Gomes has two players um, on, on the floor in the Ryan center that where we used to also win championships in high school. So like it's the full circle moment is, is pretty, is really cool. Um, but Bassey, Bassey's really good. Um, and it's cool to work. It's cool to work him out and see him get better and how, how much his game can continue to evolve. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to, you know, touch base with him. I talked to him a little bit before, uh, Last year, a little bit before he, um, you know, had that like that big role he did last year, came off like probably like a sixth or seventh man, maybe like seventh or eighth man off the bench, you know, huge as a freshman, I believe. Now he's going to be a sophomore, so that's cool to see, you know, where you guys are both at. Um, a little bit off track, but you guys, you just did just mention, uh, Coach Gomes. I'm actually talking to him tomorrow. Is there anything I should expect, uh, from him tomorrow? I mean, I haven't thought of a rundown yet, but anything in mind that I should ask him? You think? Oh. You shoot you well. He's gonna be very. He's very monotone. Yeah. Uh, he looks very stern. He will probably smile very few times, and he's gonna be extremely direct and very serious. Um, I don't know. Just pick his mind about defense. He's a very defensive-minded head coach. He's a very successful head coach. So, how to win championships? He's very scripted. A lot of his stuff is uh he's very strategic. If you ever gone into his office, he has practice plans from when my brother used to play. Like I'm talking about sheets full of paper, like day one and then the, the day practice plan. So uh I he's just completely invested in in and he's had a lot of successful people underneath him. Yeah, I got to cook up some good questions. I like to dig deep and, you know, get the people out of their comfort zone a little bit. So I definitely got to ask them. Yeah, I mean, ask them about anything. Ask them yeah. about Commander, how him and Commander's relationship are. Commander is assistant coach for, for him. Mm -hmm. Um, How it was like at having two different Missoulas. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's a good question, yeah. Well, you can also ask him how it was like having two different Barons. Because he had both barons as well. Mm -hmm. How it was like coaching Ricky Lido. Um, what's it like to have so much success? Does how does he approach each season season differently? Stuff like that. Because I mean, he the turnover rate at Hendrickson is pretty is pretty high. Um, because he can lose guys to prep school. He can get new guys. It's hard to really. I mean, it's hard for public schools. But it's also hard for him to to keep players one and to have success with different players each year. Yeah, for sure. And I'll definitely take that into account. I can't wait to talk to him. I think I'm talking to him like in the afternoon or something like that. But, um, you know, grateful that he could join me uh, tomorrow. It'll but it will be good to um, also his father just passed away. Mm -hmm. So it'll be good to to just say the maybe the podcast is in memory of his dad. That would really mean a lot to him. Um, his dad meant a lot to him. So, yeah, he's going through a, a tough time a little bit, but but it'll be good that 
if you if you start off with that. Yeah, I'll definitely give my condolences, you know, try to lift the spirits a little bit as well. But yeah, I appreciate the insight. But again, going back to um, you know, URI, um, you know, trying to again just getting your feel for it. Like what are the what were the first few weeks um of the training like, you know, once you first officially got the job, your first like few weeks into the program and uh, stuff like that. And like what do you again like going back to like uh your focuses and things like that, what are you mostly responsible for? I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but again, just kind of reflect on that like, like the first few weeks. Being able to see different coaches and and different programs, I've so I've seen a lot of different coaches, a lot of different assistant coaches, and a lot of in three different coaching cultures. So going to uh, URI for the first time wasn't as intimidating, but I also saw those as a player. I didn't see the difference as a, as a coach. So I there was a lot there was a lot to learn in a coach in, in from a coach's perspective i i came in and while they were they have been there for a couple of weeks and so there was no there was not much time for me to trial and error or i had to learn on the fly so that had to do with coding watching film ryan mcclowski he's our video coordinator he taught me a lot with film so i learned how to do film in a week or so on my first week there and then my first meeting, I just remember, like, we went to, like, um, where we all meet for our practice. And Coach Miller just started the practice plan, just went straight out. And I'm writing stuff down, writing stuff down. I'm just, there's no need for me to ask questions. I know how to, I know how to play the game, so I'll just figure it out on the fly. So that's how really, like, my first week went, was just figuring out where to go, how, how to do it, how does Coach Miller like things to be done on the court, just a lot of having to be a visual learner, having to use your basketball mind. Um, and it's kind of, so it was a little bit tough because you don't want, you don't know what's quote unquote, like a stupid question. If it, if it is a question, if a question needs to be even asked, um, but there, but at URI, there's such a great support staff and people around coach Miller that, that know what he wanted so it made my so it made it a little easier like uh ryan and coach ben um both helped me through the process as well along with the assistant coaches so just a lot of learning on the fly the offense how things are done based on the culture what to expect as a coach what coach miller expects um a lot of stuff to learn but I'm still learning. There's still more to learn. We still have to do a lot of a lot more things, but I feel better than I did in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. What's it been like, like being under coach Miller's wing? Cause I know uh, David Cox was the coach last year. Um, and, you know, it was a crazy off season. They signed a ton of guys from like all over the place. So, you know, just talk about uh, your relationship so far with uh, coach Miller. Uh, that's something that it's a little bit different. I would, if I was a player, it's a different relationship because he would be coaching me. But now we're we're, next, I, mean, I work for him. You're right. So, so it's just making sure that everything that he needs and and wants, everything's met. Expectations are very very high. So making sure you're doing everything to the best of your ability, which I love because that's how my dad was. So I don't really take that. He could. He's just always on high alert always always has high energy 
wants things to be done, but that's that's how you breed winning. And coming from Coach Becker and, and, and UVM, that's the same way Coach Becker was. So just always, it, it hasn't been very hard for me because I understand like winning, it takes a lot to win and changing a program from the start. This is his first year. That, that requires a lot of intensity, a lot of attention to detail. So, so basically showing up to work, ready to work, whatever. There's, you don't have the same day two days in a row. Like there's new stuff to learn, um, new things to do. Yeah, and definitely. And you told me like earlier how, um, well, earlier in the day, you told me that you have workouts and stuff like that early in the morning. So is, are you talking about like individual workouts for certain players or is that like, is that something you do on like your own time or is that part of like, um, both, like both, it's both. both. Yeah. So, you know, just so elaborate like, on those. Yeah. So like, so like I'll help a coach assistant coach rebound, like Austin Carroll, I'll help him rebound with Bassey. After he gets done with that, I'll help Bassey rebound and, and our managers as well. We will help rebound for Bassey so we can get extra shots. The day will go ahead. We have another individual with someone else. Same thing. So just constant workouts, constant workouts. My One of the questions I was really looking forward to asking you is, uh, I know, again, the season hasn't kicked off yet. It hasn't been a full season yet. But what has been the most uh, challenging part of, or being for being a coach like right now for you? Um, I think the most challenging part for me is I'm used to stepping into a, a situation or something with guys that are my same age, you mm-hmm. know, being in college, we range from 18 to 21 ish, 22, which like, you know, how 18 year olds act, you know, how 19 year olds act, you know, how like, we all know each other. We're all in the same age. We're all in the same generation. I think um, something that was unique and is still continuing to be unique is is how do you function when people around you have families, uh, people around you, they are older than you, 10 years, 15 years older than you, that how do you know when just doing your job and being professional and, and things like that is how it's, is something that I'm going to have to continue to learn. and. Um, which is, is I don't mind learning it, but it's it's unique stepping into the office, and you got to remember that you're the youngest one there. I'm the youngest one in the office. Yeah, um, most definitely. Yeah, and, and like segueing, yeah, segueing off of that, like, um, like the age gaps and just adjusting to everything. Like, what are you expecting, uh, for your first official season as a assistant coach, a graduate assistant coach? I'm just expecting to learn and and to help the team do whatever it takes to win. Um, I get told to do something, I do it to the best of my ability, and hopefully that that helps the team win. I don't really have many high expectations for myself other than what to learn and what to continue to learn and what to apply to the players and how to be that the best middleman between players and, and, and coaching staff and how to help help the team in the best way that I can help the team based on my job. Yeah, most yeah, most definitely. And very, very, very well said. And again, I appreciate you, Justin, for taking the time for joining me a second time. Um, do you know when the schedule like officially releases or you got that's still like kind of up in the air? That that's still we're still wor- working on that. It should be finalized soon. Cool. All right, yeah, because I'm I'm gonna be again trying to get my way down there on the court, trying to call any kind of game I can over the radio, um, ESPN plus have writing on to, uh, have you spoke to you know a guy to reach out to is Stone Freeman. He's a Hendrickson yep. grad. Yeah, uh, I talked to him. You uh, do? I mean, I think 
three twice. I talked to him on the podcast twice. Um, um I've been, yeah, he, he helped me get in a relationship with, with like all like the guys down there. Like, um, I forget some of the people's names, but I have like their emails down. I reached out to them. I'm on like the schedule for like, uh, a few like men's volleyball, uh, soccer, men's soccer, men's, uh, women's soccer and, uh, volleyball. And then once that kicks off and that's, and basketball comes out, I'll have a schedule for basketball. So he was, he played a huge role in helping me, you know, outlet my name and, uh, things like that. So yeah. Shout out to Stone. He definitely helped a lot. And were you in his grade when you guys graduated? Uh, but no, but I went to school with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um Hendrick in grad too. Yeah, right, right. But um, yeah, that kind of that concludes our episode today. Again, Justin, I appreciate you okay. hopping on for the second time. Uh, I just want to ask you the second time around, what'd you think of the show? Any um way more organized, you're way more confident, and the questions are are better. You are you know how to segue into different questions and and the fluidity of the uh podcast was was way better yeah i appreciate it. that's what people are telling me like just for my first episode with your brother like people are like you look you seem so much more comfortable on camera um and that was my main goal just to get comfortable around, uh, behind the camera so it prepares me for this level of broadcasting well, the more, reporting. The more and more you do it the, the more it becomes uh second nature Exactly. Reps, repetitions, those that's the most important thing about it, for sure. Of course. Again, Justin, appreciate you for hopping on, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.